right, good morning. This is the Freed Way Thinker podcast. I'm Tyler coming to you from my commute in the LA traffic. Again, you can hear the whooshing in the background as I drive down 101. Um, yes, I'm not a California or Southern California native, I should say, so I don't say the 101 because that would be grammatically incorrect and Southern Californians are weird. I'm from Northern California, so, you know, I'll say it's it's there's hella traffic or something like that. Uh, anyways, um, I wanted to give a couple of thoughts. As I'm driving, I'm listening to a lot of audio from um, some podcasts and lectures, and I'm working my way through some of my master's courses and things like that. One of the shows that I listen to is um, from a very dear and there, there's, I don't want this to come across sarcastic at all because I don't mean it sarcastic in any way. Uh, my dear friend Steve Schramm, one of just a stellar Christian brother, um, such such a a wonderful wonderful guy. Really, iron sharpens iron with me. Uh, he and I uh, disagree on a lot of things when it comes to Genesis, uh, to uh, the age of the Earth, creationism, things like that. Um, on his show, the Steve Schramm show. Uh, recently, he had another one of uh, a dear friend of mine, Mark Lambert, um, great, 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 godly man, um, pastor at Liberty Hill Baptist, one of the mentionables with me, um, really fantastic guys. I don't want any of the criticism here to come across as uh, me thinking that they are, you know, dumb or dishonest or anything like that. Um, they're having a conversation, and I and I and I'm and I'm. I have to admit, I have not gone through the entire episode. I'm, this is a reflection as I'm listening. I wanted to, <clears throat> I paused it, you know, I, I think Mark was mid-sentence when I paused it, and I wanted to give a couple reflections on what I what I heard so far in this episode. They are talking about um, where you get young age creationism, young earth creationism, um, from the Bible. And Mark is taking a particular tact to say that you go from you don't go from G- Genesis to Jesus you go from Jesus to Genesis there's a whole long prologue dealing with some science things those of you who listen to me for long enough know that I just it's not a particular interest of mine I don't think it's particularly fruitful and based on some of their conversations they don't think it's particularly fruitful either so I'm just going to bypass right on over that um, so they're having this conversation and Mark makes a couple of, of comments that I want to address. The first one, and I'm going to do two on this episode, maybe I'll do later if they keep saying things that I want to respond to. Um, the first one is a hermeneutical principle. And I have a feeling that if push comes to shove, Mark won't mean it the way that it came across. Um, but I have some concerns about the way that he presented his hermeneutical principle. He, he said, look, I, I, I don't believe the Bible. Um, you know, I'm not a Christian because I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible. Or I know the Bible is true because I'm a Christian. Fair enough. But then he said, well, I, we don't go to Genesis first. We go to Jesus first. We're, we're Christians, Christians, not Mosesians. Okay. To a degree, I understand his point. However, hermeneutically, that can cause a lot of problems. That is that edges extremely close uh, to Marcionism. 
right? Now, again, I said push comes to shove. Mark is not going to say that the Old Testament is not the word of God in the same way that Marcion did. You know, Mark is not a Marcionite. However, when you say things like, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm not a, I'm not a Mosesian, and Mo, hey, I like Moses. Moses said a lot of good things. There's a disconnect um, between the the Jesus of the Bible and the inspired text of the Bible at that point, right? Because I because I could make the same argument. I could say I'm I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm a I'm a Jesus follower. I'm not a Matthewian. But I believe Jesus. But you know, I you know, I like Matthew. Matthew said a lot of great things. Right? It's a it's a it's a strange precedent to set to divide up the word of God that way. Right? I I, I would say that the and I know that Mark would agree, but I think that he should he should in practice be consistent with what he confirms in theory. That is, he should he should make de facto what is de jure. Um, he he should whatever his theology is of the Word of God, it should be in concord. It should be consistent. It should be uh, in line with his methodological hermeneutical practice. And and that is that whatever text of the Bible talks about a certain topic, we go we use the normal principles of hermeneutics. We nor- use the normal uh, you know rule of faith, analogy of faith. We use normal um, normal exegetical principles. And, and we deal with it from where the text that it's found. We don't we don't have this. Um, I I automatically put the gospels over everything else. Now, as a general rule of thumb, are the gospels going to be further uh, developed and further along and expand on what came before? Absolutely, absolutely, it is. That that that's fine. Um, but if you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a young earth creationist. I'm, I, again, I, I don't think Genesis is talking about the age of the earth. But if it was, I, I'm not sure why um, we we wouldn't look to that just as much as we would look to the Gospels about um, about the age of the earth. Now that that would go through. You know, we, we might put all that data into a sieve and shake it up and see what comes out. Um, how those texts relate to each other based on the analogy of faith, where the clear interprets the less clear, um, you know, the, the further revealed, uh, the, it reveals the mystery, so on and so forth. I just, I am I, concerned when we say that, you know, we're, we're Christian, so we, we hold to those, and Moses said a lot of good things, and we like Moses, but we're not a Mosesian. Well, I'm, I'm a word of Godian. So, uh, again, I, I know that Mark would be saying a hearty amen to what I'm saying, um, but I would, I would caution him against some of these rhetorical flourishes um, and to bring his hermeneutical practice more in line with his, his, his theological convictions. The second thing, um, the, well, really the last thing that I wanted to address for this one is that they, they were talking about um, those uh, those of us who say that there's genre changes within the book of Genesis, that the book of Genesis is not the same type of thing from Genesis 1 to Genesis 50, right? And they But they keyed in on people who say basically there's Genesis 1 through 11, and then there's Genesis 12 and following, 
and Genesis 1 through 11 is primeval history, and Genesis 12 and following is history, history. And, and, and Mark and Steve were both saying, okay, well, you know, we haven't really heard anyone from the text show us that there's this genre shift that happens at, uh, at 11, uh, between 11 and 12. Well, let me, let me help with that. Um, I, let me help with that by, by first saying, I don't think that that view is accurate, that there's Genesis 1 through 11 as primeval history and there's Genesis 11 through 12 as, as history history. Um, I, I'm going to say something, you know, I'm going to disagree with both sides on this. What I think we happen, what, what I think we see happening is almost at a genre level, we see an unfolding of history, not just in the sense of, uh, of, of unfolding as in it's it, the, the progression of history from one moment to the next, but I think we see the text becoming more historicized as it goes it is it's it's unwrapping it's like unwrapping a present the more you go the closer you're getting to the present ha 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 present present um i didn't even mean that um what we have in genesis 1 from 1 1 to genesis 2 4 ish i think is a, a is a clear polemical temple text um i think it's highly structured highly stylized Highly, hi, highly structured around um, a, a heptatic structure. Um, you have a clear framework, literary framework in there. Um, not, not just in the in the sense of um, you can have chiastic structures within historical tellings, for example. Um, not just in that type of um, literary structure, but you actually have uh, repetition and thematic development and go-backs, and it's cyclical. It, it does not appear to be a diachronic account. There is lots of allusion uh, and parody, um, lots of polemic for other ancient Near Eastern texts, Egyptian texts, temple texts, coffin texts, um, lots of uh, allusions to, um, I, I think, in the redactional activity to uh, Assyrian texts, Babylonian texts. You have, you have a lot of that going through Genesis 1, 1 through 2, 4. At 2, 4, you have a transitional statement. You have a repetition of the creation setup, right, in, in, the, days, uh, that, that, in the day that the Lord created the heavens and the earth. Right? You, have, you have a recapitulatory statement. And what follows is still um, a highly stylized, very theologically driven, very thematic, um, but less polemical. There's still some polemics, um, less polemical um, account of the fall creation of Adam and Eve and their life in the garden and the fall um, it, it gets it, there there's still a very there's still a heptatic structure to it the number seven still plays a vital structural role um, but other numbers start coming in you know um, uh, triplicates start coming in more heavily um, it becomes less tightly wound around a heptatic structure around around um, these these strong structures you have larger, more full paragraphs. You have less direct statements that are allusions to um, uh, to other accounts, so on and so forth. Following the fall, you then shift into a um, 
Well, I, I should say not only following the fall, but following the initial impact of the fall with the murder of Abel by Cain, you, you get into um, genealogy. And then from there, you get into broad history, right? No longer is it tightly wound around heptatic structures or triplicates. Um, it's covering a huge amount of territory very, very quickly. Um, it's skipping from incident to incident. It's not following a tightly wound pattern. Um, it's zeroing in uh, very, very quickly quickly and rapidly as part of a theme development of the of the separation of the godly seed and the ungodly seed um, the uh, as as uh, sin flows out um, there are there are some parallels to ancient near eastern literature especially in the flood narratives but the focus is broadening right it's 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 broadening uh, widely out from the garden. It, it's it's it, if you almost picture it as you're breaking a dam and the water is gushing, gushing out and spreading out as it goes. Right, it's going very very quickly at first. Um, it's just rapidly expanding, moving very very quickly. It's chaotic. There's not a lot of structure to it. I mean, there is structure. I don't want to say there's no literary structure to it. It's a literary masterpiece, but it doesn't. It, it, it almost seems to intentionally not follow the type of um, uh, rigid structure that we had, say, in Genesis 1. You then get to, to, to the Table of Nations, you get to the Tower of Babel, um, and humanity is spread across the face of the earth. Language is no longer possible. It's about, the water is about as dispersed as it can get across the land, to, to continue the, the dam-breaking analogy. But what happens at that point? You go from very large, broad themes and development, and there is a screeching halt. There is a slamming on of the brakes and a radical shifting of focus to Abraham. And you move from this, this, this gushing of water, this, this rapid run through history um, with with that that's really focused on the theme development the 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 theme of the the separation of the the godly seed from the ungodly seed of the movement uh, of sin to permeate the entire world you then get a screeching and it it just zooms in on abraham um the godly scene and the ungodly scene have separated you know they 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 have they have they have gone out into the world they've become so they've become so intermixed they become so uh, it, it, you know undifferentiated there's ungodliness everywhere um so god does something different he's just screeching halt and he and he says okay i'm now going to work through abraham and then you get a slow plodding narrative the rest of the way through genesis working through the patriarchs it's not correct to say that from Genesis 11 to Genesis 12, you go from non-history to history. That's not the genre shift that happens. It's not the genre shift that happens at the end of the fall in Genesis 4, um, going into uh, Genesis uh, uh, 5 and the genealogy and then Genesis 6 and so forth. Right? It, it's not that none of these are historical. The issue is, and, and I would argue that it's not that Genesis 1 isn't historical. The issue is that they attack them in different ways of genre. 
there's still historical text. God still really created the earth. God, God still really did breathe life into man. God really still did create um, uh, paradise on earth for, for Adam and Eve to dwell in. God really still did walk in the garden. Right? These are not questions of whether or not it's history or allegory. Right? The, the, the question is what what type of history? What is happening? Is it diachronic? Is it not diachronic? Is it thematic? Is it built around a temple text? Is it dealing with um, with with macro level uh, thematic development, or is it dealing in in much more of a biographical diachronic um, type of historiography that we are used to? And I think that's the shift that happens in these different breaking points. That's the shift that takes place. Uh, at Genesis, at Genesis two four into into Genesis two five, and and the Adam and Eve narrative. That's what happens following uh, the genealogy into the primeval history. That's what happens in between the primeval history and going into and going into Abraham. Um, that starts to broaden out again when you start actually getting into Exodus, and then you start getting into law code, and you start getting into uh, you start getting into more of a national history. Right? There, there's sub-genres that go through these things. There, there's biographical history. There's, there's, there's theological history. I, I would actually still argue that, that I don't think we have anything like modern historiography, even in the historical texts of the Old Testament. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think there are diachronic historical accounts in the Old Testament. That's fine. I think we do. I think Exodus is very clearly a diachronic historical account. But it's a theologized history. It breaks back and forth between... Uh, the the human view and the divine providential um, uh, apocalyptic, if I can use that word in the sense of revealing um, the purpose and the point and the viewpoint of heaven of what's happening, um, uh, not in the technical apocalyptic sense, but the 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 unveiling, the unfolding, the the revealing of what's happening in the background. Um, it goes to a theologized history. And I really think all Old Testament history is theologized. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely convinced, well, I'm not convinced at all, that there is such a thing as modern historiography, modern history, how we do it, and the expectations that we have around it um, for, for tight diachronic, tight conceptual, tight... Um, uh, the, the, the lack of intrusion of the narrator into the story for their giving to give their perspective uh, and their and their evaluations of it. The book of Judges is a prime example, I think, that is a very, very strong. It's diachronic. It's through the point of history, but it is a very, very theologized history. Um, so the 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 points of, of data that it points out, all, all go entirely toward developing its its theological development, its 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 theme of of the the broad uh, broad Israel, the broad scope of God's impact. Um, you know, it goes it goes from a judge uh, overturning overturning uh, the the oppressors by using the full army, and then a smaller army, and then a smaller amount of people, until finally it's 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 Samson by himself defeating um, you know the Philistines. 
and it also goes from uh, Israel is uh, sinful to they bounce back to righteousness. And then they go more sinful, and it takes them longer to bounce back, and they're not quite as righteous. And then they're even more sinful, and then it takes them even longer to bounce back, and they they still don't get quite get there until you get to um, until you get to the account at the end with the with the basically the traveling house priest that has a concubine, which is horrible in itself, uh, who then goes in and and uh, the concubine is treated in, in a in a city in Israel by Israelites worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. The whole point of the of the book of, of Judges is this theological treatment that Israel is on this downward spiral. It's circling the toilet bowl. It's getting less and less powerful, broadly speaking, uh, and getting more and more depraved as it goes because they have no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Right? It's a it's a it's an apologetic for the upcoming Davidic monarchy. So, uh, so the 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 genre question of uh, that that Mark and and Steve were getting to about asking, well, where you know what what is the textual genre shift that gets that moves from uh, that moves from Genesis 11 as being non-history to Genesis 12 being history. I know there are critical scholars who make that claim. I think they're wrong just as much as I think the young age creationist, the young earth creationist is wrong in saying that it's that it's the same type of history all the way through. Um, that it's the same type of genre all the way through from 1-1 all the way through to 12-1. Uh, that I'm simply going to disagree with, even though I, I love these brothers dearly. So anyways, that's my reflections. Maybe I'll give you more as I listen through more of the episode. Uh, you might have some more of my comments. You probably will. It's a, it's a, I've, you know, it's a pretty long episode. I'm only about a third of the way through, and uh, I got a lot of driving to do this week. So, uh, you will might hear more from me. Thanks again. Drive safe and God bless.